I'm your chair talk host Nemanja and this is retrospective from the last week episode that we had with Miloš Milisavljević from Strawberry Energy. So public spaces is the only, only thing that actually all of 7 billion people share and they are full of these pieces of street furniture that actually occupy huge amount of spaces and they, are, they can actually provide way more value than they do today. I want to ask you to give me some specific innovation that you think that will influence smart cities in the future, that will influence uh, life itself. I think that self-driving as a technology will have a huge impact in, in how we live, in urban lifestyle. Payphones became completely obsolete. So we wanted to kind of uh, use that old obsolete infrastructure to convert them into something useful, something for the 21st century. This is Chair, place where we discuss innovations. Today our subject is how to innovate but smart. How to not fall in trap of to make innovation its sole purpose, but to innovate with a function. Uh, on this subject I have a great pleasure to talk with Milena Đorec, Marketing Director of, uh, uh, for MasterCard for Serbia, Bosnia and Montenegro. Uh, Milena's main responsibility is to support development and implementation of innovative business projects, but with uh, traditional and non-traditional partners um, from financial, merchant and institutional sectors. Besides that, in the same time, uh, you ensure relevant location position for global brand assets. So uh, prior to this position, um, uh, you gain professional experience across various industries throughout working on prestigious marketing agencies. So Milena, uh, welcome to CHAIR, it's a great pleasure to have you here today. Nice to meet you here. Um, I want to start with a question regarding your role in MasterCard of Regional Marketing Director. Um, you have a great experience uh, prior MasterCard. What can you tell me uh, about how MasterCard uh, and its marketing function uh, is related to innovations? Um, it's actually very related uh, to innovations because uh, in MasterCard, uh, unlike in many other companies, uh, though I hope that will change, in MasterCard, uh, marketing department and communications are involved from the very beginning of the process when we start thinking uh, of or developing some new product or service for our partners or, or cardholders directly. Uh, and that is very important because, uh, and it's a good approach uh, that I highly recommend because marketing people uh, should be the ones that know the most about the people and the consumers you will want to sell, you will want to talk to about your product. So involving them in a very, um, very late stage might result in complete misunderstanding and uh, um, you might even do something that is actually not needed for the market at all. So it's important to use insights and data and that is actually what we do and what marketing is responsible for and uh, is involved in the strategic process and planning uh, short-term and long-term with other functions in the company so from the very beginning and not just when you make the product and then you say come on marketing guys we need a campaign now you have to launch it and you come there and you're like you don't know what it is what the product is why did they make it 
why do people need it? I, I know that marketing uh, people are often um, going uh, coming out of uh, those uh, meetings <laughs> when they call them in the end of the process and are like, what are we going to do now? Like, what did this? they make? I don't understand this product <laughs> at all. So, of course, uh, I'm a bit uh, exaggerating, but it is uh, very often a feeling that you're coming at the very end when there's nothing you can really do to change things and to help. And MasterCard approach actually shows that it's good to involve marketing and communication people from the very beginning. It, they can be very valuable. This sounds uh, pretty uh, exciting and challenging. And uh, how was it from from your perspective? Because uh, you needed some completely new set of knowledge and skills. And uh... yes, <laughs> it was very exciting, and it continues to be exciting actually. Uh, uh, still, uh, well, since I came from the uh, from advertising agency uh, where I worked before Mastercard, though I was working on Mastercard even there, so. That is how the, the, the you, switch was made. Get, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to the dark side, as they <laughs> said, when you go working for the client. But no, actually, I went to the, to the awesome side, and it was one of the best decisions ever. Um, it's very different working in a company than working in an advertising agency, because in the agency, you have perspective only of strategic communication, because that is how agencies are set to function and I think that will also change. Agencies have to know more about the very business and technologies that the, their client is using, no matter from what industry the client comes. So um, uh, once you go to the company side and see all the business cases behind and why something is happening, you start connecting the dots. and. It's very, very uh, exciting because it's not only about communication and the campaigns, but you have to know all about the products and technology and you are, as I said already, involved from the very beginning of the process. So uh, I had to learn a lot. And I thought I knew a lot. <laughs> like, okay, I worked for MasterCard already. You know, I, I'm going to see some new things, but not that much. And then from the from the from the from the from the <laughs> very first day until now and it's going to be three years soon um, uh, every day is something new you literally learn every day because it's a tech company basically and tech is changing every day and what we've survived through this I don't know how many months it's even no it's year now since corona has hit our lives we lost count right yeah so that even accelerated It was fast and changing even before, but now it's even accelerated. So going to work in MasterCard every day is uh, inspiring, educational, and uh, quite demanding, yeah, quite demanding. I want to go back on, the, on the, our subject and uh, functional innovations. And uh, this is something that whenever we talk, it sounds uh, logical, intuitive, but does not always happen. Uh, why do you think that is the case? Uh, that is very often the case because people like to talk about innovation like we like to talk today and it's a very sexy word to use and to put in your CV on your website uh, and uh, might get you a lot of PR uh, but uh, nobody's really thinking about what it really what will really bring to the life of people to every how it will it improve our everyday lives and how we will use it and why would we use it. So it's like something like uh, landing on a moon. I, I, I love that example. In 1969, when 
man set foot on the on the moon um, and it was great news everybody was amazed even queen was watching from the Buckingham Palace and like all the presidents of the world and so big people small people all people amazed with the landing on the moon and um, a lot of PR was gained for the Americans of course because they they did it, uh, they were very proud. I mean, the, the whole world was very proud of the human race being able to do something like that. But did it change anything for us? No. Did we colonize the moon <laughs> in the meantime? We didn't. Can we use some of the natural resources? No. Can we repeat it by some, you know, acceptable commercial price? No. We don't even want to go back there again, because why, why, why would we? I mean, I don't know if anybody's, maybe someone is NASA, in NASA is thinking about that, but normal people like me and you, we don't care if we're ever going to go to moon again, because it didn't bring anything to our lives at all. And it was very innovative. So that's the little story about innovation. If it doesn't bring anything to me, if it doesn't solve some higher purpose, some social problem, my personal problem, it doesn't matter. It will not matter. It's great that you mentioned this example because I'm sure you know that those days it's on the Twitter all around. It's all about Elon Musk and how he became... One of my favorite guys. Yeah, so the story with him is actually that same story. In the 60s, NASA sent people to the moon and there was no function in that besides sending people to the moon. And now he's trying to do again, but... With, with a the, purpose. With a purpose. Will he succeed? Uh, I mean, we'll see. Nobody can. So I, I do respect dreamers, and I do respect people from NASA that dreamed of landing their foot on the moon. But the thing is that they didn't have really a plan what to do further with it and what will it bring. With uh, Alan, though, I don't want to gossip about him, <laughs> gossip about him today, but with uh, Alan, it seems that it's a bit different, that he really wants to... For us to be able to escape to Mars one day, <laughs> because we might need it. So uh, yeah, it's a big dream and it seems quite impossible. Uh, but with everything I'm reading about it, and I, I do, but uh, he has a high purpose. So it might be a functional innovation one day. Let's see. Uh, to go back from the Mars uh, to to fintech and the thing that you do, um, since we are talking about functional innovations in, in, in that sense, I want to mention mobile wallets. It's this innovation it's basically influencing the world all around. But uh, here in Serbia and in the region, uh, we are a bit behind the rest of the world. Uh, my question to, to you is, is this a problem or this opportunity in hidden? It's not a problem at all. But what I would like to start with is um, uh, um, the drama that is going on around uh, how much we're using our mobile phones. So, you know, when you get those reports every week, yeah, like you've spent an Digital average of, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've spent two, three hours average and you're like panicking, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm spending on a I would like to say to all of those people, relax and enjoy the amazing device that can uh, uh, th that uh, is enabling you to communicate uh, with people in so many different ways to read and respond to emails to listen to any song you think of at the moment to smile at the memories in your photo albums to send uh, hugs and kisses 
in this crazy and chaotic world when now we cannot even see each other. So enjoy mobile phones and now you can even pay uh, with them. So it's just another function of a great innovation that mobile phone itself was and that we should be uh, happy for having it. So uh, the thing is that you're not spending your time on mobile phone just staring at Instagram. I hope you don't. You also read news watch TV series, uh, TV shows, movies, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff in a mobile phone that are very useful to you and makes you informed. Finding a balance is the key, but mobile phones are great and as I said, now you can even pay with them. Uh, the fact that uh, we have um, Apple Pay uh, since July 2020, I, I believe, um, is amazing, not because Apple Pay itself, but because, uh, because there are many other um, mobile wallets that are just as good. So it's a bit of, you know, like, oh, Apple Pay, but it's great. It has an awesome uh, user experience. They've set some standards in that way, but banks are starting to develop uh, awesome issuer wallets as well. Uh, of course, having a ref as a reference, uh, Apple Pay. And uh, what is important about it is that their users, so we have mobile wallets for a few years now in, in Serbian market concretely. But once Apple Pay came, because they have that kind of users, it really started being used more. And it actually showed that we were ready with the infrastructure for contactless payments, that we did good education and preparations and everything that preceded the, the, the launch of Apple Pay. And now we are among 20% of the countries that actually have it enabled for, for cardholders. So uh, Apple Pay is important because it gave visibility. But further um, scaling of mobile wallets is still ahead of us and it's not a problem that it's not still big in absolute numbers. It's a great opportunity and it is here to stay. Uh, another important thing uh, about mobile uh, payments and mobile phones in general, uh, as I said, it's an awesome device. For example, 60% of um, uh, our population uh, is using um, smartphones. Yeah, And comparing to that, 23, uh, around 23% of Serbs are underserved, meaning underbanked, are completely excluded from financial, official financial institutions, which is awesome for a gray economy <laughs> in a bad way. Mobile phones can really give us, if we do it, a prop if we do it properly and um, if we manage to reach them, and that is our goal, it's a great access point for, for that people to enter uh, official financial streams, you know, and that will help even our state and, uh, you know, our country in many different ways um, that fighting gray economy brings. It's already being done all around the world. So uh, we have some kind of pledge as a company and there are a lot of companies like that as well. We're not the only ones, but we have a pledge to include into digital economy one billion people until 2025. It's ambitious, ambitious, but it does make societies around the world and local economies and local businesses better. It really empowers them. And that is a great example of uh, how technology and gadgets actually bring functional innovation.
that it, that that is what what it means to to have something that has functionality in your life and is innovative. Uh, based on what you told me, uh, it sounds like uh, here in this market and markets that that you serve from from Mastercard that we are good early adopters. Is that true? Or? We are. We are. We're good early adopters, but but also very. <laughs> Uh, so, so one part of population is adopting things very fastly. We have those young people. We have, um, you know, people that are keen to use uh, new tech things. As a market, we are we like novel things. We are brave as as a nation. Let's say in that way. On the other hand, we have like some people that are really really scared of using anything new, especially when it's about the finances. Because you know we had during the nineties all those problems with the banks and people are that has changed. Banks do have better reputation now, definitely. But still, you know, having your money on some kind of card or a phone for some people, it's still they don't feel secure about it. But that is also changing. So yes, in general, we can say that we are early adopters, that we adopt new things much better than some in USA, for example. Contactless is still not a big thing, you know, to tap and pay. Europe, comparing to 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 America in general, is much more advanced in 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 that way. And Serbia has like I believe ninety eight percent of uh, coverage with contactless POS terminals. That's awesome. Yeah. But it took ten years. It took ten years. So. When you work hard, you 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 make it happen with other partners on the market, of course. But uh, we do adopt uh, adopt things. I will be free to to quote you uh, from our preparation for for this uh, chair episode, and uh, you told me that Mastercard it's all about innovation. Um, I want to move to the other side, and I want to ask you questions regarding about this, but. I want to uh, ask about collaboration that you guys have and acquisitions you do in highly innovative fintech startups. Uh, how this can boost functional innovations across different sectors and markets? It can. It's one of our main um, areas of, of work, not in Serbia still, because of the local regulations that will change with PSD2 and open banking and so so on. So it's Uh, early to talk about our involvement as uh, such through our official programs that I will be mentioning. But in general, it is very important to collaborate with uh, fintechs and non-traditional institutions and startups because they are fast, they're agile, they have so many ideas waiting in, you know, in their some laptops, some, in some desks in, in the laptops, I'd say today. <laughs> And uh, you get um, uh, awesome insight on what is going on, in, you know, in the head, in the heads of uh, those usually young people, and where the world is going. So, since we have that uh, Start Path program since 2014, over 220 companies has uh, gone through 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 the program. And we're fine. It's a program for a later stage the startups. Okay. So we have another program that is called called Accelerator, and it's meant to boost uh, like new new ones, like the ones that are at the very beginning. But the start path 
is uh, the idea for, for that program is to scale those that need final push to take further their idea and businesses. So during uh, one period of six months, how much one program lasts, we receive over uh, 1,500 applications. So can you imagine how many ideas? So if we evaluate them, we're making sure uh, that they are functional, innovative in a functional way. And uh, we are actually some kind of a plug-in interconnecting them with our partners, like merchants, banks, uh, and all the players on, on certain markets that can help them uh, reach the final, uh, like end consumer. Um, and uh, that is, uh, of course, very exciting. Uh, and I hope that uh, this region uh, will be able to participate, participate one day in, in our program. But besides startups, what is important to, to mention for markets, developing markets like ours, is that traditional partners are still, like banks, are, are still uh, one of the most important um, partners and corporations to really uh, bring some innovation very fast to the market. So mobile wallets that we mentioned wouldn't be possible without... Uh, help and partnership with the banks to 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 launch them and many other things and what we are also uh, what is important for us is that we are really helping traditional institutions uh, innovate things so we bring the idea and we say let's do it and usually and we're very happy for that they recognize that it's a good thing to do and we inspire them we'll help them in many different ways and uh, that is how we bring consumers something new to the market uh, with the very pioneer projects. So uh, one day they will also open to fintechs and startups and it will additionally boost their business and they'll see that one once it comes because competition and diversity can only make things better. And that is the, the thing with startups and, and fintechs. You, you mentioned it, uh, about them and they are agile and fast and uh, MasterCard is innovative company, but it's a big company. But I'm sure that you're much faster and agile than, uh, than banks, and, but uh, you're less agile than startups. Basically, you're the bridge between those two. How, who, yes, how we, hard are, is we, that? Are, we are, we are a plug-in. Yeah. Yeah, how hard is that, that role to, to, to bridge that gap? Well, everybody has its pace in, 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 in that uh, game. So I wouldn't say that uh, banks are slow. It's different. They're traditional. They have many different uh, customers and clients, you know. So they have to be careful. They have to evaluate uh, things more carefully. And we are there also to evaluate for them some fintechs, ideas and startups and guarantee and be some kind of a uh, guarantee for them that that is safe and okay thing to do. So uh, banks are as fast as they should be for the market where we are. As I said, regulations are going to be changing things. New um, game players uh, will be will be changing things. But um, it's 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 not easy to to be the bridge. But uh, actually, we have a system of how we do it, and we know all all our partners very very well, and they trust us. So uh, it's exciting. It's not easy. But it's not like the hardest thing <laughs> on the world. It's it's a nice thing to do. I want to move to the future and the vision and uh, ask you because 
whenever I have a leader here, uh, it's interesting about talk about the vision. And I want to ask you, since uh, lastly we talk about fintech, uh, what do you think is going to be next big thing in fintech? Uh, next big thing uh, in fintech, uh, well, next big thing in general, what uh, like key buzzwords these days are like augmented reality, artificial intelligence, blockchain. Uh, but all those things are still at the very early stage of, not development, they're quite developed, but of usage, of functionality that we're talking about. Like, what is the real meaning of augmented reality in my life? I can still go out. <laughs> Even in this, I can still do, experience things, and I hope I will. And I, was al- I will always want to experience the museum or the dinner or the concert instead of being present there with augmented reality or I don't know how. So, um, and that will also change because my kid, for example, will maybe be interested only in virtual experiences and artificial intelligence. So it's a thing to come. It still hasn't found its full usage in everyday life. In some industries, like event industry, it did in a way, but... But in every, this year. Yeah, <laughs> but in everyday lives, it doesn't solve any of my problems, really. What does solve many problems and is still to scale, to, to even become bigger, is biometry. Uh, and it is the next thing, big thing, because it's kind of already here. You are using it already to unlock your iPhone or other phones as well. So with your face recognition, with um, finger uh, finger recognition. So uh, and uh, it's one of the really it's getting momentum in in security of payments because uh, authenticating uh, and approving the transaction with your face means that only you can do it. So can you imagine more safe thing than part of your body to approve something? So uh, I believe that there will be even more things now that's crucial for mobile payments, for example. But uh, that is where it found its uh, use in practice. But I can see it, uh, I mean, not. but we generally as MasterCard can see it also coming to to online stores and even in physical stores as form of, um, you know, uh, securing the payments and general, g- generally the, the customer experience and user experience. So, yeah, I'd say biometry. Milana, thank you so much for this conversation. It was very insightful. And uh, for everybody out there, uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and see you next Thursday when we talk about some new innovations. Thank you.